Assalamu alaikum, dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Radio Islam. I'm your host, Iman Malik. Today we have a special guest with us, screenwriter Marisha Mukherjee, here to talk with us about minority representation in TV and film. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so could you first tell us a little bit about um, you know, your background and what you've, uh, what you've written for, what you've worked on? I know you've written for Quantico. Uh, what else have you done? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start with my background first. So, because it kind of, I think, influences, you know, my career trajectory, et cetera. Um, I originally from Ohio. Uh, I am second generation, or first, sorry, first generation American on my father's side. Uh, he's from India, mother's American. We grew up two religions, one household, small town in Ohio. And I kind of felt from the get go that I was straddling two worlds in my entire life. Um, I was both, you know, American, but also Indian, and so, you know, it's one or, you know, the other, and, you know, we lived on a cul-de-sac, which I like to refer as a a little model UN, because Mm -hmm. there were people from all different religions and backgrounds, you know, we celebrated Passover, we, you know, I was with my friends breaking the fast, you know, for Eid Ramadan, Uh, there was, you know, celebrating Christmas, you know, et cetera, all of that Diwali. And I really felt that there was, I had this kind of compelling desire to use storytelling as a way of bridging cultural divide. And I've been a storyteller since I was young, whether it's writing, making up stories, playing, and then it became film. And then through uh, exploring that arena, you know, at Northwestern and, and writing and film and all of you know, led me to a career in TV, and I found that a lot of the pieces that I naturally were inclined to write, uh, that I was attracted to in that way, was it was also based on the idea of bridging the cultural divide, and the shows that I worked on, as a consequence of that, were uh, a reflection of it too. So, my first uh, writing job was on The Bridge, an FX show uh, based on the Danish series Braun. I worked on Heroes Reborn, um, as well as Titans, most currently, uh, Sean Taram, Quantico, as you said, um, and I'm working on a couple others right now, so yeah. That, that's awesome. That's great work. Um, so you were telling me a little earlier about how, through your writing, you sort of aimed to break down stereotypes, especially in a post-9-11 society. Could you talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I mean, I really felt, well, first off, I, I think you and I both know that there is there's not a lot of real, like, representation. You know, I'm always looking for myself on yeah. the screen. And yes. I was like, wait, there isn't that. So I kind of wanted to, I found myself writing, you know, first the Indian American, you know, you know, et cetera, and exploring that. But what I found, you know, a lot of people we've talked about, in fact, we were talking about it in our writer's room today, about the idea of how things shifted post-9-11. And all of a sudden you know, I grew up in this very kind of rich, you know, like I said, that UN cul-de-sac world where everything was, was, um, you know, accepted and, uh, it was very much a, uh, a giving, you know, childhood where we would experience everything together. You know, it was very much a community, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I really felt like post 9-11, all of that, you know, changed. Um, 
you know, for example, like, I remember, like, my father getting, like, a brick, you know, thrown through his office window. Oh, my gosh. You know, and, like, traveling became different and all of that. And I think one of the things I noticed the most is that all of a sudden, all the bad guys in TVs were brownie terrorists, yeah. you know. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, you know, like, um, and, and it was something a lot in storytelling, especially on television, I mean, it's still some of it exists today, and I made a pact to myself, like, you know, when I get in this business and I'm a writer and writing my own show, I want to, you know, we can't focus on, you know, a single out race or religion, you know, um, or where someone comes from their origin as a basis, you know, for building a stereotype, you really have to, you have to talk about the person, you know? Yeah. It's all about who that person is. Yeah, exactly. It's not about, um, so, yeah, that answers a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a great segue into uh, talking about Quantico. <laughs> um, yeah. So to do a quick recap for those of you who maybe haven't seen the show, Quantico is about um, an FBI agent named Alex Parrish, played by Priyanka Chopra, and she's a suspect after a terrorist attack. And in flashbacks, we sort of see how uh, she and her fellow agents um, trained together and bonded as a team at Quantico. And then in the present-day timeline, we see how this terrorist attack and the suspicion cast on Alex sort of uh, turns them against each other and how things have changed between them since their training days. And so since we're, you know, discussing representation, you know, uh, Priyanka Chopra or Alex Parrish, you know, she's obviously an Indian woman. And then we also have characters uh, Reina and Nima, uh, both Muslim women. Um, who are agents along with Alex, and, uh, you know, they're both Muslim women played by Yasmin al-Nasir. And, um, yeah, and so kind of throughout the first season, you know, the suspicion sort of shifts from character to character. So how was that, I guess, uh, sort of navigated in the writer's room in in terms of, um, uh, I guess, stereotyping, you know, these brown female characters? Yeah, you know, I think... I came on along in season two because I've been working on a show during the time of season one. Okay. And I have to say, you know, everything in terms of storytelling really starts with the showrunner and the creator. And uh, the creator showrunner, Joshua Saffron, was amazing and very cognizant of telling true, authentic stories across the board. And, you know, I was so excited to be part of the team because... I remember when, you know, uh, Priyanka, you know, the Quantico, the famous poster of her in the FBI jacket was, you know, up on Sunset Boulevard, and I was like, oh my God, it was that thing of like, there was someone like me, you know what I mean, like on the thing, and she's headlining, and I was like, yes, I was like, finally, you know, Um, and so I was just so excited to join in, and so a lot of the characters have been, you know, creative, but what I found is that there, there was so much you know, effort and authenticity to get things right. And um, and that really came from him about, and the actors too. I mean, you have to, I mean, Yasmin, you know, playing two characters who are very different showed kind of a duality of what it means to be a modern Muslim woman in this world, right? Yes. And then obviously you have Priyanka who is Indian and wanted to bring the authenticity of like, what does that mean? And so I think it was, you know, a combination of, people wanting to do things right and willing to put in the time and also you know we there is a um you know a duty to represent you know uh 
who you are and who you're representing in a true capacity. Um, but it was it was really fat, and especially the time we were telling the show, I think, uh, was really fascinating as well. Um, but yeah, so it, there was a lot of discussion. So whenever we would, you know, break a story, it would always, you know, you're breaking what is the, you know, action of the week and, you know, where are the arcs going? And as much as that is, you know, sometimes planned out in advance or, you know, the direction you're going, uh, there were always conversations um, to be brought up about, you know, uh, really how are these characters operating in a world? So you're, you're cognizant of, of being true, obviously, to everything, but it's, it always comes down to a character perspective, really. Right. And I think, you know, like I said, Joshua Saffron really created amazing, you know, complicated, not straightforward, you know, characters like, like you and I, right? Right, yeah. You know, we're not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so we're excited and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, um, like I said, the suspicion for, you know, who actually did commit this terrorist attack shifts from all, it shifts between all the different characters. And so, of course, you know, Reyna and Neymar are included in that. And when it was sort of, when they were sort of in the spotlight in that sense, I found myself, you know, tensing up. I was like, oh, it's not going to be them. It better not be them. Oh, what are they going to do with this? And, but I feel like it was handled, it was handled really well. I wouldn't say they were you know, targeted more in that sense than the other characters. And uh, again, like you said, uh, with Yasmin playing two different characters, I really, I really appreciated how, you know, they had their own personalities, their own levels of religiosity, and they just sort of, I felt like they represented this kind of spectrum of uh, conservative to liberal Muslims and how, you know, realistically, they're not perfect and Muslims fall into all parts of that spectrum. And then even in addition to that, them being Muslim wasn't, their only character note you know they were they were just people yeah exactly and i think that's the thing that at the end of the day it's like we can't define people by you know one specific thing you know race religion all of that they have to you have to show the complete person and i mean kudos to yasmin who is a really brilliant actress because she was able to switch between two characters at all time, you know? Yeah. And I think, and like, and I know her, her she's talked about that too, you know, the challenges, but the exciting, you know, uh, opportunity to do that is, is quite important. And, you know, there is something to be said about, because um, I was a fan of season one, and so coming into it, it was just like, you know, awesome in so many ways. Yeah. But, but to take what is, what could be conceived as a norm or, or how you would perceive something, right? Especially for a generation that, you know, the news and everything of what they're kind of feeding you, right? You know, and this kind of image of what is the evil person or who is the enemy now, to take them and really turn it on its head, yeah. you know, um, I think was a fascinating notion because... It is at the end of the day about the person, right? You know, yes. who is the person committing the crime? Um, it's not about everything that kind of on the exterior, you know, that you see. Um, and so that was really exciting. It's funny, like, as we're discussing, I'm recalling, you know, there was one episode in season two of uh, uh, Odeoak, uh, which was, I'm trying to remember what number it was, but it was. I remember the time that we were, you talk about things influence the room. It was right when, uh, it was after uh, Donald Trump was elected and it was about the Muslim ban. Do you remember that? Like they yes. were, they were banning different certain countries and 
myself and, you know, other writers were involved in the protesting and, you know, and all of that. And we were able to tell a story, um, you know, with Nima that was about that and, you know, how it influenced politics and also the story and the, the, you know, the spiral and all of that stuff. Um, And it's interesting how it plays in. And I have to say, like, that again is to the showrunner, like, who's being open Joshua Saffron, who was really open to exploring, like, the realities of what is it like now, you know, right. and be willing to put that on screen, because not a lot of people do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. yeah. So, when you were added onto the team in season two, what sort of, uh, what sort of insight were you able to give as a South Asian woman in terms of the formation, representation of these characters? Did you ever have any, you know, concerns? I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what kind of conversations were had, and again, um, you know, I don't mean to, you know, sort of tokenize them as a, um, you know, just like brown women who are characters. You, they're fully formed people, but um, yeah, you know, there's there's obviously still concerns that might come up. You know. Yeah. No, I think it's it's again, it's just like playing the, you know, um, you know, we did scenes where Priyanka was speaking Hindi to people, and what did that mean? And you know, just really giving. I mean. The thing is, when you're working with Priyanka Chopra, you're yes. you're like you're have an expert on hand. You know, yeah, yeah. And a, I mean, she's like the most amazing hard worker in the world and super talented. And you know, having an actress that really cares about the story, um, it was almost just like. And the thing about being in a writers' room, it's it's a collaborative environment. So it's not like you're representing one person, but you're you're making sure you know you're telling stories through that lens, and a lot of it comes from like telling the personal stories too about yourself and so I think in that way you know about uh, Alex Parrish uh, in particular was an Indian American and I'm an Indian American you know and it's about like culture how do you um, you know balance that what was your family like like you know all of those things can kind of it adds more nuance you yes. know, if anything um, but also in uh, I went to University of St. Andrews for college and there, you know, before I committed to my art history major, I studied international relations, and part of that was also counterterrorism, and that was, you know, post-9-11 and everything. But that was, you know, looking at it in the broad spectrum of, like, we're talking, like, from the Greeks and Romans onwards, you know? Yeah. Um, it wasn't, like, specifically a global thing, but it's also, um, you know, so there was some of that that was brought in personally for me about, you know, uh, let's look at, like, what are the goals of you know, the organization that they're going against, you know, like what is, um, what does it mean to be an agent, a CIA agent, an FBI agent, you know, how do they work together, the politics, right? Because yes. it's present everywhere, right? And it's not about color, right? You know, it's, it's about, um, again, people, but there was a, there was a great, you know, deal, like more of the nuance, I guess you could say, you know, but when you're working, like I said, Pranka, it's very, it's, it's the conversation between two and two people, and that was great, you know? Yeah, I'm sure that was amazing. That would have been really cool. Um, so I guess to open this up into a sort of broader discussion of, yeah. of representation, uh, how do you think you would define personally what what good representation actually is, you know, for, for minorities in general or, I guess, uh, South Asians specifically? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... You know, I always, again, it goes back to, like, really talking about character first. Yeah. Uh, rather than saying I want to, like, fulfill a check mark, you know, in yes. some way of, 
I want this type of person or like we have to have this and mm-hmm. obviously later about that in terms of like actually being a writer you know um, yeah. in practice but I think um you know char- coming from a place of character it's it's never about for example a lot of people want to say well that person's good or bad yeah you know as I'm saying in terms of representation or the stereotypes of what is expected I mean like growing up the only Indian person really on TV was Apu and the Simpsons, right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, it's <laughs> not really how things are. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people, you know, have that, have their own version of that for themselves. And as the world gets more and more diverse, you know, and I come from a blended cultural family, that, you know, your desire is to tell true authentic story but it's also about in terms of that good and bad quota it's about the gray right right someone doesn't have to be perfect someone doesn't have to be you know there was a time where it was like okay well if you're not going to play you know the uh mexican cartel leader or the you know uh islamic terrorist for whatever you're going to say then you're going to be the completely devout innocent person or you're going to be you know the very religious like catholic you know right it's it's about the there are people in the middle who are just having life, normal life issues. You right, know, that's, about that's how people are. <laughs> growing up and, like, what does it mean to be a teenager now? You know, like, yeah. all of those things. Like, liking the guy, having issues with your parents, you know, wanting to be, you know, independent. Like, just the normal stories and right. not treating it as, like, this is something that's not okay this mark, you know? Yeah. Because I... we need to be diverse. It's kind of the opposite. It's like, let's just let's make a real person out of this, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, I always think a, a good sort of test is, um, you know, if the character, like, their only character note is being that minority or, you know, having to represent exactly. that whole minority. They don't have their own uh, personality, interests, goals, you know, things that make people who they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that comes from, uh, first off, getting pe- writers who are those people in the writer's room, right? Right, yeah. You know, not being the only person, you know, of color or, you know, of a certain political, you know, background and all that. Getting those people in the room itself, I think, is part of it, how those characters get made. Definitely. Right, again, to the authenticity. And I think now, you know, it even goes um, to not just getting the writers, but, like, you know, we look at, you know, the Oscars this year, right? There was, like, kind of this outpouring of, like, there wasn't a lot of female directors or, you know, diverse candidates, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And it's, like, it's not that they're not out there. It's that people aren't giving them the jobs, right? So, right. like, it also goes down in to the studio system and, like, getting the studio executives who are, you know, open and, and diverse themselves and interested in those stories because the reality is, you know, the world is getting smaller, right? And the most, I think, amazing thing to me about this job, you know, and obviously this goes back again to the ethos of, you know, bridging cultural divide and that, is having those conversations on screen, you know, yes. and exploring those characters. That's the only way you kind of get that. So it's, it has to be from bottom up, and that is, you know, definitely happening, you know, a lot more. Like, you wouldn't have seen things like Master of None, you wouldn't have seen, you know, the comedies coming out, or, um, people really taking a risk and now it's becoming much more of a norm which is like amazing you know to when I started in this industry yeah definitely um I think this sort of uh ties into the 
increasing popularity of you know foreign films and and uh, yeah. people sort of um, I guess reaching out on their own and branching out into uh, like oh there's films made by oh other people different people in different parts of the world and people want those kinds of stories yeah. I think I think that kind of also sort of ties into the success of um, you know shows like uh, like Resurrection Ertugrul for example <laughs> to mm-hmm. sort of use a, a an example that I hear people talking about a lot or you know, Parasite did really well. You know, people want yeah. these kinds of stories now. And, and you know, also, um, even even uh, Hollywood, you know, the success of Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians and the characters and tokenized, like, oh, this is the minor- minority character, that they're an actual person. I think having a whole cast of either, you know, like with Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians, a whole cast of Asian people, it, it took the pressure off of, you know, no one had to represent all Asians no one had to be a statement of that whole people you know everyone was then free to be their own character and be a person and not be a statement on all Asians or same with Black Panther or same with you know any other any other film that has a healthy amount of diversity yeah exactly and like you know people say often to me they're like you know I've I've written a lot of Indian characters right? right but I've also written about like Thomas Paine in the 1700s, you know, so yeah. it's like, it's, for, it's funny because, it's like, I don't want to, as a writer, I don't want to be, obviously, I can bring my stories to the table, and that can be in a wide range, but it's not also just from the lens of, like, being, you know, an Indian American woman, you know, I can talk about, you know, my, my relationship with my parents, or my sisters, you know, all of those things, yeah. right, growing up, what does it mean, and and so it's funny because, you know, you don't, it's a thing of, like, you don't want to get caught in being the, like, I'm the typecast, you know, person that's going to write this story or this character because I'm going to do the same, you know, like, we look at India, for example. Like, India is a really big country, you know? Yes. So it's like, when we come from the north and we're Bengali, but it's like, you know, I don't speak Marathi. I have no idea what's going on, you know, but I can yeah. find out. I'll do the research. Same thing as, like, if I'm writing about a World War II soldier, you know, my mother's father fought in World War II, but I would still do the same amount of research about that as well. Right. You know? And so I think it goes across the board, you know, really. But it's, like, with Crazy Rich Asians, it was, like, it was nice because it opened up that world, but it was a story that was universal, right? Right. About love and dealing with family. And, you know, Parasite was so exciting, you know, for that. Obviously, Swept the Awards was a great movie, but... You know the fact that it was literally a foreign language film you know people were reading subtitles and and a lot of people you know their natural inclination is that that's something different that's other but really it's again that is a universal you know story in itself although like in its own way extremely interesting and you know crazy yeah. how it all kind of all comes together right. but it's, at the end of the day it's like the entertainment thing of storytelling is is universal in itself right every culture every you know place kind of has its origin of its own use of storytelling so exactly yeah it's it's so important you know for for everyone to see uh just stories that you know people who are different from you but just human stories universal stories that all of us can relate to no matter you know the type of person the culture i'm interested also what is your you know um since this is a discussion what is your perspective on how things have shifted now. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Or the, so, state, or the state of, you know, all of this. 
of uh, minority representation in general? Or yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, um, so, okay, so obviously, you know, it's gotten better, and, you know, like you were saying, I grew up also kind of being like, oh, there's, there's no characters at all like me in any way, um, but, you know, as I was kind of planning out for this episode, I was, you know, trying to think of, okay, who are some, like, female Muslim characters? And my list was very small. I had to, you know, Google examples, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen these things, but still the the lists I found on the internet were very repetitive, which means, you know, there's not that many out there. (sighs) I mean, there are, it's better in the sense that, you know, there are, there is more diversity, and people are being more aware of that now. In terms of it being in super, super mainstream things, there is a whole lot of room for improvement, um, which I think is a good segue into... uh, I wanted to touch on um, Spider-Man Far From Home, which I think led to some really interesting discussions because, you know, it's a movie about, um, you know, this class trip, and there was a lot of diversity in that that, uh, group of kids who were going on this trip, and one of the the students was a a Muslim girl, a hijabi girl, and um, I just found it so interesting how how much discussion that caused, and I guess sort of excitement because I saw it with my friend and she and I saw this background hijabi girl and we looked at each other and we got so excited and you know we were like researching the actress later and we were like oh it's so cool like she had so much FaceTime she was in a Marvel film wow and then later I was like you know the bar is so low (laughs) like all she did was exist on screen and we were so excited about that yeah uh, I, I'm pretty sure she had maybe like one or two lines, and I don't think she had a name, uh, the actual character, but yeah. I mean, that's how low the bar is right now for, I guess, Muslim women specifically. Yeah, we, I mean, we got excited yeah. about that. <laughs> for example, like we, um, I was, uh, I love like superhero stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like all that genre, and, like my first movie I ever wrote was like a Batman movie. You know, when I was, like, 13. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the things I was like, oh, my God, in those movies, there's no one like me, you know? Yeah. And I remember when I was working on Titans, well, two things. One, when I was, uh, it's something that I've always, I still want to do, because looking at, like, DC Universe and Marvel Universe, like, there are Indian characters. There are Muslim women yeah. characters, right? Yes. And it's, like, like Miss Marvel, right? You yeah. know, like, that's the latest one that's kind of come out and. I was obsessed with the DC character, Arani Desai, you know, who came out, but also, like, I remember when I was doing research in them, like, looking at some of them, like, their, the portrayal of who those were back in the day of the comics were, like, very stereotypical, yes. you know, and I was like, there needs to be a modern day, and I know that Marvel, you know, was ahead of the game in doing that with this Marvel itself, but, um, but in Heroes Reborn, you know, which was off of the NBC series, you know, Save the Cheerleader, Save the World, one of the cool things that like we got to kind of slip in and it ended up becoming a thing was um this character Farah, and she basically was uh a super she was one of the heroes right uh one of the evolved as you say humans evos who was protecting uh melina one of the main characters that we're kind of following through and the first scene we got her doing was she was praying doing morning prayers and you know, it was all about kind of who she was and, you know, faith was a part of it. But at the end of the day, that wasn't what we were telling the story about. Her story was about her being kind of a protective figure to this child. 
and it was really cool to kind of do that because it was a modern because like I've never seen you know um especially in that show yes there were there were diverse characters but I never seen someone that I could even identify with you know yeah and to even to cast that too was very cool so it I agree with you it's like it's slowly moving and I feel like now you know it, it can only move forward right. you know which is great yeah but your the bar is still low <laughs> it is very low yeah and I think I think uh you know those little things like you know giving this hijabi girl uh some face time in, in such a mainstream movie like spider-man those things um sort of pave the way for I guess better yeah. better representation yeah but I yeah. think it could go faster to be yeah honest. like I think one of the one of the good things right now about like these streaming things like you know I've obviously worked with Netflix India and Amazon is that like these you know stories that are actually from the country you know from storytellers there are coming out and being kind of in a more you know are being exposed to the world you know and that's like super cool like look at sacred games you know and, and all of that so it's that's exciting too because now it's like people are are going to be more open to you know watching series because they're simply available on their tv yeah so you know i think that that's a good thing but like going back to like you know as you said the hijabi wearing girl like it's it's also about not just like representing like the next step is you know not just representing that but you know i remember on quantico you know um and uh yes i mean it's from you know lebanon that we were discussing the ways that you could wear a hijab, right? Right. And, like, the average viewer doesn't know that. Like, that tells everything about where you're from, too. Yeah. You know? Like, the different styles and all that. And I'm like, we really need to get to a story that it doesn't shine a light on it, but it's like there's much more than just, again, checking the box and saying, we're going to have that. You know? It's, yes. It's like they need to be fully formed in their own way. And so um, that's another thing about Quantico, which is so good. It's like everyone from costume, from everything was working to kind of shape the true, you know, identity, you know, of a person. And it wasn't just like insert, you know, person number five to this, right? Right. So, yeah. Like so in a non-tokenizing way. That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not tokenized and all of that. So, yeah. So, um, speaking of the sort of evolution of representation, how it's changed from, you know, when you and I were growing up. What would you say, um, I guess, like, speaking as a fan of something else maybe that you haven't worked on, what would you say is uh, a really good example of representation in terms of, you know, again, not like, oh, this character is good or bad, but fully formed, well-developed character who, who's just a person and not representing a whole minority? What are some yeah, of your favorite I mean, examples? I'm trying to, I feel like I have, like, several, but I'm yeah. also, like, trying to, like, narrow it on one that... Um, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about a few. <laughs> yeah, no, but what we're, I'm interested first. Like, tell me, like, is is you who is yours right now? That you see, is that the example you're saying? Like, seeing the Javi woman, you know, in it's. Is there anyone that's like you feel like has kind of in television, especially, has kind of spoken? Uh, I'm just um. So I recently, uh, actually, I was watching it for research for this episode. I was watching this yeah. show called Scam. Uh, it's a web series. It's a Norwegian show um, produced by NRK. There's this character named Sana in that show, um, played by Iman uh, Meskini. 
And okay. she, I just, she's such a, oh, oh my gosh, I could just gush about this character. I loved her so much. I just latched onto her in, in terms of, you know, relating to her. She was, you know, more than just like, oh, check this box for Muslim characters. She had her own personality, interests, you know, relationships, struggles, you know, like with her family, liking the guy and, you know, friendship, yeah. drama. She had flaws. I mean, she was very <laughs> stubborn at some points and, you know, a little judgmental sometimes, but, you know, people are like that. That's human. And um, I also, I just really appreciated how strong she was in her faith as well. I mean, she had questions, she had struggles with her Muslim identity, but I mean, that's human. And she was still just so strong in her faith. You see her like at parties, she's the only one not drinking. She, you know, slips away to do her prayers on time and she was just so comfortable doing that. I just yeah. really appreciated seeing that because a lot of times, you know, with other shows that, you know, might have a Muslim character to just check the box, I, f I find this yeah. trope of, um, having the Muslim character, the teenager Muslim character always, you know, being like, oh, like, woe is me, oh, my, my culture is so oppressive, oh, I, I want to drink so badly, I want to do all these things. And it's like, eh, do better, yeah, please. It's, like, <laughs> it's like the pressure, like, you always see of, like, you know, the, uh, I feel like in the Indian world, you know, like the, the, you know, young 20s woman or you know, man, it's like, you must get married. Like, yeah. that trope, you know, like, you must settle down and get married. And I'm like, I know. Like, that speaks to, like, a generation, like, three generations ago. And, like, it's yeah. very different now, you know, like, exactly. They pride, you know, women in the workforce and, you know, kind of all of that. But then at the same time, you're like, that's, that's what's happening kind of across the board. Right. Um, I feel like there's been a lot for me. Like, there's been, I mean, for sure, I think, Quantico and Alex Parrish was like that for me in mm -hmm. the bigger sense of like being out there. But one of the things, you know, I could and like Archie Punjabi and like The Good Wife and, you know, there's a lot of like the Hannah Simone uh, and New Girl and like you know, they were starting to kind of bring these characters out. But one of the things, I mean, in terms of rather than give you an example, it's like I'll tell you what I want to see, right? Yeah. Like, I want to see, you know, for example, I think uh, an area that was not talked about, it's like, in our, almost in our world history, right? Like, mm -hmm. look at World War II. How many movies have been made about World War II? Too many. Right? <laughs> Too many. But nothing has been made about the people from India, you know, the troops who fought in Italy, you know, etc. No, there hasn't been a movie, I think there may be one now in the works, but like, a character that I was, like, obsessed with and kind of still am is Noor Inyaf Khan. Okay. I don't know if you know about her or not. I don't, but it sounds interesting. Okay, so Noor Inyaf Khan, Sufi Muslim, who uh, was brought up in Europe at the time, uh, again, dual uh, citizen parents, parents in the sense that her mother was American, her father um, at that time was from India, which was obviously was a united country at that point. And she was a spy for the for Great Britain in the war. Oh wow! She fought the resistance in France, right? She also tragically died in Dachau, you know. But she was responsible for freeing, you know, part of the liberation of France, part of the underground movement, you know. Um, and that, to me, is a character. It's like people always assume that you know the spies or the heroes were, you know, your American, you know, 
I have to say it like white American or Italian, you know, all of that. But it's like, no, there were people on the ground that were like us that were doing the same thing. And why aren't those stories being told? Yeah. You know, that's the perspective like we haven't seen. But I was like, you know, that's what I would love to see on the screen is that, you know, take the average history lesson that you have and, and tell it from, you know, my, for example, like my, uh, great uncle you know was went to Sandhurst and all that stuff you know and it's like there are people that have those experiences so for, yeah yeah that sounds awesome that I, mean, I totally agree with you um, there's so many more stories that could be tapped into in terms of history yeah yes yeah, so are, are there any other particular shows or characters that you'd want to talk about in terms of a, a good or or bad representation um, I can talk about a, like a character that like I did not appreciate. You, oh yeah, go for it. Um, um, yeah, I think in terms of the broad spectrum of you know diversity, I think there's tons, um, and some you know are a little bit from a little like they may they're not no longer on television, but I think that they definitely had an impact. Which is you know one was like Ugly Betty. Like I remember when that came out. You know. Um, that was great um just telling you know a story about a latina woman you know who is like everyone else trying to make a name for herself right right um and it was headlining like you look at blackish and grownish you know i feel like comedy right now is very kind of accepting of diversity and you know there should be indianish you know or brownish (laughs) you know like um i would love to see that you know capacity and kind of again break down stereotypes um but those are there's so many i think that have come along and as i said before with netflix and everyone kind of opening these doors you know for real stories to kind of hit the mainstream public yeah um we're in a time where that's happening a lot more and i feel like you know obviously like with work and everything i haven't even been able to scratch the surface right yeah you know of, of everything and to me that's like a really you know, exciting thing, because now it's like, I want to, you know, when I'm on the weekends, I want to watch things, like, I recently watched Unbelievable, and that's, you know, about, you know, obviously, you know, women, and it deals with rape, and all that stuff that was told from the female perspective, right, and right. so that was, like, an interesting thing to see that, and that's, like, not really represented a lot. Um, I'll say what I don't want to see, uh, which I think I, I did say this earlier, just to be clear, <laughs> but, like, I remember when I watched Homeland, you know, uh, and I saw the Israeli version first, and um, but then saw the American version. You know, as interesting as that was, it was like, you know, I was done with the Abu Nuzir. You know, yeah, it was like a character that was for me, um, and I know at the time, you know, what it played into. And yes, there is a, uh, you know, it is representative of something. But to me, it's like I don't want that to be the thing. right and if you are going to do that character like you need to do a deep dive into who that person is right right and so I think that kind of you know comes across the board and that was like one thing you know when I've been I um set up a show at Netflix and I've I've been very you know clear um because I love doing spy shows for example right yeah and I and I remember going into a pitch and saying like if you want me to do a show that has to deal with the brown terrorist, I'm not the writer for you. You know, like, yeah. that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do and I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring you a character that will be fully formed 
and it's not going to be based on kind of that, you know, expectation. And I would love to see that more in drama, too. Yeah. You know, I feel like in drama, it's like we're just kind of, you know, getting there. And the thing about, like, I loved about Parasite to me, which is you got the sense of this family. And it wasn't just about, like, culture or, you know, all of that. It was a family trying to survive. And it was told in a very interesting and unique way. But it, but you were in that world, you know. Yes. Um, and again, that goes back to, I think, like, authenticity and I love to see that through, you know, um, the eyes. Like obviously, like Jane the Virgin. You know, like there there are a lot of shows that are out there now. Um, I'm waiting and I'm hoping I can be a part of uh, shows to come that will talk about, you know, people that I can relate with that you can relate with. You know. Yeah. Um, for sure, because I think that's something that has not been done yet, and that it's. It's coming, and I'm excited to hopefully be a part of that. Yeah. Well, uh, I do too as an aspiring writer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, seems like a good place to wrap up. I would just like to end with um, a disclaimer that, you know, of course we couldn't talk about every show, every example of representation. Um, I know we left out a lot of really great examples, but um, I hoped we were able to touch on a few good ones and get a good discussion out of it. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, dear listeners. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Marisha. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm now looking like, I know what my weekend's going to be doing, because I'm thinking also about all the shows. I'm like, I know there's, I want to I wanna know everything that's out there. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, um, just from some of the things you've mentioned, I have a new things to add on my list now to watch. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me. And I feel like this is such an important discussion. And, you know, hopefully, as you know, myself and my colleagues and everything, you know, we really want to move the ball forward. And I think that's the most important thing is representing the world today as it is, you know, and, and that means more diverse, rich characters and true representation across the board and not playing stereotypes. So, Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All on board with that. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so Thanks much. Thank so much. Thank you, and thank you for t- tuning in, dear listeners. Uh, until next time, assalamu alaikum.